Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. program is being shortwaved overseas by the Armed Forces Radio Service. With a Colgate Shave Cream Sports News Reel. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Phil Stern bringing you the 306th edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. We're broadcasting tonight from the city of Detroit, Michigan, and our guest here in Detroit is one of America's most famous radio stars, the Lone Ranger, but first, real one, portrait of a great athlete. This is the story of Louis Zamperini. It's one of the most thrilling short stories that's come out of this war in many a moon. But Louis Zamperini's story really begins back in 1936. But back in 1936, Louis Zamperini was the champion runner at the University of Southern California. He was the intercollegiate mile champion. He was an American champion. Because he was one of the best runners in America, the United States sent him to represent this country in the Olympic Games that were played that year in Berlin, Germany. Louis Zamperini didn't win those Olympic Games. No, but he got his name in every newspaper in America. While he was at those Olympics in Berlin... Zamperini tried to climb the flagpole in front of Adolf Hitler's palace. He was trying to steal Adolf Hitler's personal swastika, and he did tear down Hitler's personal flag. Then, while he was doing it, the German guards saw him. They shot at him as he dropped to the ground. They beat him up. Finally, finally, they let him go. Let him go because he was an American. And that's how Louis Zamperini brought back to America Adolf Hitler's personal flag. After that, Louis Zamperini went back to setting track records. He was not only one of the greatest track stars to ever graduate from the University of Southern California. He was also one of the greatest runners this country has ever produced. Then came this war. And as soon as America went in, Louis Zamperini joined the Air Corps. He was a bombardier flying in the South Pacific. That is, he was flying in the South Pacific until one day in 1943 when he was ordered out on a routine flight. For a while... Everything seemed to be going smoothly on that flight when suddenly two of the plane's engines began to splutter. The plane went out of control and it crashed, crashed into the sea. Most of the crew members were horribly mangled. They were killed instantly. It seemed impossible for anyone to survive that crash. That's why the United States government officially notified Mr. and Mrs. Zamperini that their son was dead, that he died a hero's death. But what the United States government didn't know was that Louis Zamperini wasn't dead. He was still alive, alive and drifting on a tiny life raft in the Pacific Ocean. He drifted for 47 days. And then, then the Japs picked him up. 
They broke his nose. They beat him. They tortured him. But he lived. Last Sunday, the phone rang in the Zamparini home in California. Hello. Yes, this is the Zamparini home. What? Louis is alive. Louis is alive. They found him. They found him. They found him. He's alive. He's coming home. Yes, Mrs. Zamparini, your son is coming home. Back to his own room, the room where he keeps Hitler's personal swastika, the flag he stole from in front of Hitler's palace. Only this time, Mrs. Zamparini, your son is coming home for good. But that's not the end of the story. Now, the end of the story is very strange. For Louis Zamparini owes his life, owes his life to a small gold ring, a ring he was wearing on his finger. For with this ring, he smashed a glass window and escaped from the inside of a plane after it crashed. Strange, isn't it? That a gold ring should save Louis Zamparini's life. But he himself says that it did. Yet it's even stranger when you realize who gave him that ring. For that ring was given to Zamparini by the famous old-time University of Southern California track star, Charlie Paddock, who years before, like Zamparini, had also been an Olympic star. And so when Louis Zamparini had made the Olympic team, Charlie Paddock had given Zamparini that ring, saying... It brought him good luck, and he hoped it would do the same for Zamparini. Well, it did. It saved his life in a plane crash. But what's even more amazing is the fact that when Louis Zamparini was saved at sea, thanks to Charlie Paddock's ring, Charlie Paddock himself, without that ring, crashed to his death on the very same day. Portrait of fate. Real two. Who holds the record of having participated in more World Series games than any other player? Who? Why, it's none other than the Pittsburgh Pirates skipper, Frankie Frisch. And Frankie Frisch uses Colgate Brushless Shave Cream, the shave cream of champions. This is what he recently wrote me. Dear Bill, I always used to envy those kids with beards like Keith Fuzz who could shave fast with a no-brush cream. But I never thought any brushless cream could soften my tough whiskers. Then, you got me to try Colgate Brushless. Honestly, Bill, Colgate Brushless cops the pennant for speed and comfort. And there's all the convenience of no brush shaving besides. Signed, Frankie Frisch. Yes, says Frisch, Colgate Brushless is my dish. No wonder. Colgate Brushless Shave Cream is made especially for you men with wiry whiskers and naturally sensitive skin. This rich, fluffy, active cream tames the toughest beard, keeps it soft while your razor glides over the surface, speedy and easy. Nary a snag or pull and no after-irritation with Colgate Brushless. Then, for an extra dividend, Colgate Brushless rinses off your razor and your face in a flash. Look, fellas, this is more than a promise. It's a guarantee. If you're not absolutely satisfied with Colgate Brushless shave cream, just send the top of the carton to me, Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey... And I'll see that you get double your money back. But in here in Detroit lives one of the most famous radio stars in America. You know him as the Lone Ranger with his familiar high-o silver. Here he is in person, 
the world-famous Lone Ranger. Hiya, Bill, and welcome to Detroit. Good evening, sir. What's all this Hiyo Silver business? Is there really a horse named Silver? There is now, Bill. Well, I'll admit I didn't get him until the mythical Silver of our radio show became so popular. I see. Well, as long as we're going behind the scenes, how did you get to be known as the Lone Ranger? Well, Bill, you see, 13 years ago, a new radio program started telling a story of some Texas rangers who were ambushed and shot by outlaws. Only one of the rangers lived, and because he was the only one left alive, he became known as the Lone Ranger. I was fortunate enough to play that part. Well, now, would you mind telling me what your real name is? Not at all. My name is Brace Beamer, and I started in radio just as soon as I returned from the last war. You must have been a mighty young man when you went into that last war. I was, Bill. I was only 14 years old. As a matter of fact, I was the youngest survivor of the famous Rainbow Division. And may I add that you were awarded the Presidential Accolade, the Purple Heart, and the Victory Medal with six battle bars for being wounded in action? No wonder you played the Lone Ranger so convincingly. Tell me, of all the honors the Lone Ranger has received, which one pleased you the most? Bill, I think I'm proudest of the fact that when our American armies invaded North Africa in 1942, General Eisenhower selected a password for our troops that he thought every American soldier would know. That's why the official password was Hayo Silver. You have a right to be proud of that. Thanks so much. Good luck and good night. Good night and thanks, Bill. Good night. Real four. Profile of a prize fighter. This is the story of a prize fighter. A prize fighter named Harry Armstrong. Harry Armstrong was a good prize fighter. He lived in Boston and he fought many years ago. But good as he was, Harry Armstrong could not get many feature fights. And so, after a while, he had to become a sparring partner. True, there's... There wasn't much glory in being a sparring partner, but at least it was a living, hard as it was, and it was hard. For sparring partners are a little better than human punching bags. And Harry Armstrong was too good a fighter to be satisfied with that. So in his spare time, he tried other jobs. He even tried writing a song. However, prize fighters are too busy to worry much about songs, and so for a while, his song remained unsung. But then one day... Harry Armstrong heard of an amateur theatrical show that was being staged in Boston. The show was to be made up of athletes, some professional, others amateurs. Immediately, Harry Armstrong went to some of these athletes in the show and begged them to sing the song that he'd written. He knew most of the athletes in the show, for he himself was a fighter. And so to help him, four of the athletes in the amateur show agreed to form a quartet and to try and sing his song. No one thought that his song had amount to much, but it did... It was the hit of the show. In fact, it created such a sensation that the four athletes who first sung it kept on singing it together for several months. And these four athletes not only made that song popular, but they themselves, through singing it, achieved their first fame. But even though this quartet of athletes did achieve fame, as the men who introduced this song, they finally split up. For each one of these four athletes in that quartet was to achieve far greater fame later in life. For the first member of that quartet was Bob Fitzsimmons, who later became the heavyweight champion of the world. The second member of that quartet was a former fighter named Edward Moybridge, 
who became famous as the man who invented the motion picture camera. And the third member of that quartet became famous by becoming one of our very first movie stars. His name was Douglas Fairbanks. And the fourth member of that quartet became famous as the President of the United States. For his name was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And that's the story of four former athletes who once formed a quartet at an amateur athletic show to introduce a new song written by a prizefighter named Harry Armstrong. They made that song famous. Maybe you'd like to know what that song was. That song that these four famous men introduced became one of the most popular songs ever to be written. For this song that Harry Armstrong, the prizefighter, once wrote, was the never-to-be-forgotten melody, the immortal Sweet Adeline. Tonight, here's Carol Erickson, and what he says is right. Colgate Rustler Shave Cream is made for tough beards and tender skins. Yes, Colgate Rustler, the shave cream of champions, delivers the utmost in shaving satisfaction to men with wiry whiskers and sensitive skin. It's a light, fluffy cream that leaps into action the second you smooth it on. Colgate Rustler makes those stubborn whiskers soft, so they shave off quick and easy without pulling or snacking. It leaves your skin smooth and comfortable. No after irritation. No goo or grease to gum up your razor either. It rinses off your face and razor lickety slick. Get a jumbo jar this evening and try Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions for your next shave. And now, back to Bill Stern. Real quick. Colgate Candid Camera Catches... The story behind the story. New York City, New York. Recently, we carried an item stating that Joe Lewis's fist fight with the orchestra leader, Cab Calloway, was a publicity gag. Well, Cab Calloway got into another fist fight last week, only this was no gag. He slugged it out with Claude Hopkins, and they both wound up in court. That's the 3 mark for tonight. We've been broadcasting tonight from the city of Detroit, Michigan, getting ready to broadcast tomorrow's University of Michigan football game. Next Friday evening, we'll be broadcasting from Chicago. As each weekend this fall, we'll be in whichever city has the nation's biggest football game, getting ready to broadcast that game. And since the biggest football game next weekend will be in Illinois, we'll be in Chicago next Friday night, where our guest will be the world-famous Quiz Kids. So be sure and be with us next Friday night at our usual time, when we present as our guests those famous radio stars, the Quiz Kids from Chicago. See you then. And until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the News of the Day newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. And now until next Friday night at the same time, this is Phil Stern wishing you all a good, good night from Detroit. Phil Stern, the Attention, please, Mr. America. Licensed seaman and experienced officers. The Merchant Marine needs you. 
needs you to bring back our troops and carry rehabilitation supplies to a war-torn world. Every licensed officer, every skilled seaman is needed at sea right now. To...